Hello and welcome to another episode of Startup Marketing. Today's guest is Keely Stalicki of Rebel Funnels and she has a lot to tell us about using funnels online. Keely is a master marketer who works to empower sex, intimacy, and mindset coaches, all things spiritual and taboo, through strategic marketing strategy, well-designed funnels, and Facebook ads so they can generate leads and sales in their sleep without wasting time and money on strategies that don't work. Her unique life experiences and interests gave her insight into the world of kink and spirituality, which allows her to help coaches of all things spiritual and taboo to create massive momentum in their businesses. A self-proclaimed marketing nerd, Keeley graduated from William Woods University in 2011 with a bachelor's degree in sales and marketing. October of 2020, she graduated from Funnel Gorgeous Society and became one of their first 10 certified master marketers. Additionally, she is a One Funnel Away alumni, a BossCon 2019, and FHL 2020 attendee. Over the last decade, she has successfully started and grown two businesses to over six figures in revenue through digital strategies. So without further ado, let's dive in and hear what Keely has to say. All right. Well, normally this is the part of the interview where I welcome someone and tell them I'm excited to have them here and ask them to tell us a little bit about their background. But unfortunately, for some reason, there was a technical glitch and I lost like 60 seconds of my audio. So we're going to jump in with Keely where it makes sense. And I promise it is still a great interview. So over the last decade, um, between having several different businesses, some in brick and mortar, uh, some service-based. My my ex and I, we had a sawmilling business, and that's how I got my start into wow. actually Facebook advertising. And so I um, had that, and then I had a brick and mortar vintage store, which got me into funnels. And right. how I got my start in funnels was because I'd hit my income ceiling with my brick and mortar business. Sure. And I was in a small town, and... Um, Selling vintage items, you have to go out and find a ton of stuff, mm-hmm. and then you have to, uh, you know, sell all the things, and people have to come in, and all this stuff. And I was doing social media marketing, but I was just hitting this income ceiling. So it's like, okay, how yep. can I scale and only sell, sell like thousands of one items? So I took this course on how to do uh, e-commerce and drop shipping, and in this course, they taught about funnels. And as I went along learning you know, the ins and outs of dropshipping and like boutique selling on Mm. Shopify stores, I began to realize I really didn't like the aspect of um, like dropshipping and selling these like cheaper items and all that. And and the Facebook ads for that, I I just didn't feel good. But I was like, what is this funnel thing? Like, this seems magical where you could guide people through, you could guide <laughs> yeah. people through like systematically a sales process. And I don't know, I guess it's like the nerdy part of me was like, I don't, in the psychology base and the marketing, like it was everything I love. And I was like, okay, I have to figure this out. So I started applying the funnels to my actual brick and mortar store to generate leads, build an email list. And then I found the power of like email marketing. And then I can yeah. like email my list of people and be like, hey, this cool thing came in. Oh, hey, I'm doing a Facebook Live. Hey, I'm teaching a class. And I was like, whoa. But- <laughs> <laughs> mind blown. Yeah, mind blown at like the power that you have when you actually understand how to market your business. It's not just enough to right. open your doors and have a business, but like the power of marketing. And so again, trying to scale, I started a course on how to resell vintage on eBay and I created this big, uh, I called it the resale revolution. And so I got 
people into that program. But then um, I did that for a year. And then when COVID hit, I kind of had, um, it was a crisis. Like my health from stress, like just a tremendous amount of stress yeah. of having your brick and mortar, not knowing what's happening. And the stress started causing like manifestation of like other health issues. And I was finally just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't have all this responsibility. I just want to focus mm -hmm. on my online business. So I closed everything. I sold up everything. I moved to Mexico and I started my business that I now call Rebel Funnels because even though I was coaching on how to resell vintage, all of my my uh, entrepreneur friends were coming to me for funnel help because I was yeah. I was selling like low ticket items through Facebook ads in my big five hundred dollar program through through Facebook ads and funnels and they were like how are you doing that I'm like this is how I'm doing it so that's why I pivoted into solely doing funnels because it was a higher value skill for me that people sure. are constantly coming to me for and now I find that it can create massive impact in other people's lives through helping them get you know leads and sales in their sleep in an organic and well-aligned way um, without yeah. the struggle of like always having to do organic outreach, which after time can feel just really like repetitive and like you're stuck mm -hmm. in that cycle of organic outreach all the time. Yeah, totally. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. I'm really excited to learn about this. I feel like I'm probably going to get <laughs> um, a re-education because it's like you kind of go back to the beginning. I was just I was just talking to somebody else about this recently. Like when you start your own business, and especially as a marketer, you sometimes forget like the best practices that you like preach and teach to other people. Yeah. You forget to like do them yourself. So I'm excited to like go through this because I think this is going to be a little bit of a like a oh yeah, remember that you're supposed you, you, you're supposed to do that and it's going to be good. So, yeah. And because it's, it's psychology based, it's always changing yeah. too. So the world of funnels and online marketing is always evolving. And, um, I've had to hear the same information again and again and again. And again, I recently just saw, um, my, the shared stories from a year ago, pop up on my Facebook page from funnel hacking live. I'm a big nerd. So I actually mm. go to the, the funnel uh, marketing yes. conventions and I've been very sad that we're not there again this year, but yeah, yeah. I, was, I, I hear the same information again and again and again. And then you're like, eventually it clicks and you're like, okay, <laughs> right, right. Totally. <laughs> so as you help your clients build funnels for their digital marketing, the idea of funnels that it's something that if you're Googling it, it actually feels really intimidating and overwhelming and it comes up a lot, like a ton. So what is a funnel for people who don't know? Okay. So to me, there's two different types of funnel. Um, there is, and probably what you teach a lot of is your whole business is a funnel. The, the idea of a funnel is it's the customer journey of where they come, where they first interact with you and how they flow through your business. That's, that's like yep. one idea of a funnel, right? Um, what I do, what I can assist with that. I focus mainly on the automated part of a funnel. And so it's mm. it's like a website, but websites, I like to say websites are dead um, because the issue with the website is when they come onto your website, there's too many different things they can do. And nowadays we have a memory less than a goldfish. And so we get on there and mm -hmm. we're like, why was mm -hmm. I here again? Oh, look, she does all these things. Oh wait, uh, 
something else is happening on Facebook. So they like jump off. Mm -hmm. So a funnel takes them systematically through the experience that you as a business owner want them to have. Um, this can be, you know, it typically starts with like a landing page where you can collect their information, either an email or phone number, and then it guides them through a sales process or at least little touches. Uh, there's so many different strategies behind it. So it, it, you really need a strategy uh, for each funnel um, and how you're taking them through the customer journey. But it's kind of a lot like uh, like dating, like you you need to come into your marketing where you're not just like, here, buy my thing right now. It's a way to <laughs> warm them up through pages, right. copy, design, uh, sending them where you want them to go in, in an automated way so you don't have to do so much as a business owner. Yeah, that's so I noticed like as I was kind of like prepping for our conversation when I went to when I went to your website, it was it's the one page with and I think it said like it was powered by click funnels. So then I went down a click funnel hole yesterday <laughs> when I was looking at it. Yeah. So that's like very intentional then. That is you are literally using your process as you are prospecting. And because if I'd been a potential client or somebody who is interested in working with you, like that would have been the first stop and I would have been at the top of your funnel yeah. and starting to move down through it. Yeah. So I have several different places people can come in. I have different, what we call lead magnets, which are like a, yeah. a, a free source of information or free value that you give out as a business owner. And I have several of them, but my main one I call a uh, a fix your funnel strategy session. So you might've seen that one. Um, I also yeah. have one for like a lead generation PDF, but yeah, I systematically send them there so they can see my testimonials and they can opt in for that free session, which is extremely valuable because I sit there and I help them get unstuck with whatever roadblock they have in their automation process, right. generating uh, leads and sales in an easier manner. But I, I have built websites in the past, but I find that if you're not really practicing SEO or, you know, mm -hmm. you aren't somebody who people Google, like um, websites are good for when people are like, oh, here's the funnel. Like they come off a Facebook ad and then they go to Google and they're like, I'm going to look up this girl. And then on the SEO yeah. can be that more information uh, on an actual website. So that's where the website yep. comes in. But again, in the marketing world, they're even starting to call your websites like a shadow funnel. Um, so it's sure. still, it's still a funnel and you still need to have an organized system to that website. Um, but having just a static website, that's like, here, here's my things all over the place. Like that's not a good use of your money and time because even professionally designed websites are two, $3,000. Yeah. I, I like that. I actually had never thought of doing something like that. I get a lot of questions from clients who are like, well, I need a website and I'm a, I'm a big advocate for having for having a website, I'm going to caveat this, like as yeah, we're yeah. talking through this, that when I say website, I mean like a presence that is not just your social media, that you can move people through whatever the process is that you have. And it's outside of Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever, yes. because you can own it and you have control over it. And it websites are really expensive. And when you like... I knew that coming in. So I felt like I was at an advantage where I was like, oh, I, I know this is going to be expensive. So I was prepared for it. Um, and I also like, I have great connections and great resources where like, 
and some experience of my own. So I was able to kind of like, I was able to build my website and get help from friends and things like that who didn't charge me for it. Or, you know, so then my investment ended up being really low. Now, that's obviously not the experience that somebody outside, you know, somebody else is going to have. So I love this idea of like using like these the tops of your funnels or your lead magnets as kind of those spaces. If you don't have a spot to get, if you're not in a position to get a website right away. And then what you're saying is even just like, like making my wheels turn on like how to reconsider. And I say this because I'm getting ready to work on my website again. Like, how do I put my website together? And how do I, how do I like funnel people through? So now I have all sorts of questions about like shadow websites, but I will, I will save those yeah. or shadow funnels on your website. So yeah. Yeah. And, I'm gonna... and I even do have a start of a Wix website, but yeah. it, again, there's a lot of marketing strategy behind why I'm putting together and how I'm going to put the SEO together. So when people yeah. do Google me or someone who's maybe not an ideal client, but an influencer or a professional, you have somewhere to send them where it's like, Hey, this is my personality. This is all organized. This Mm -hmm. is what I want you to see because coming from brick and mortar, everyone was like, Oh, do you have a business card? Oh, do you have a website? And really the only purpose for the website was to guide people into the store. So again, funneling people from a site to the next action, which is to visit me in my store. And that was, that was the funnel for brick and mortar. Right. And I think like, um, so as you're talking about this and as you're thinking it through, what I'm hearing you say, and this might be like a the super traditional marketer in me, what I'm hearing you say is like you really structure. So SEO, search engine optimization for listeners who don't know, is basically like the work that goes on on the back end of your website that helps Google show your website to people when they're Googling things. Like it matches a search to your website and shows it as a result. So the traditional marketer in me, and maybe I'm like not thinking this through, but as I'm listening to you talk, you're saying, okay, like you structure your SEO in a certain way. And then like the advice that I would give somebody, it would be to think about like, what is that user experience on your website? Like ultimately, where do you want that person to end up? And then you build your website and your content around that. So is it is it booking a consultation with you? Is it um, downloading or purchasing a resource or something like that? Like you're very intentional and then you go through the process of building your website in such a way that it leads them to that. And hopefully you're being very strategic. So if it is, if it is a download, for example, okay, then what does, what does the rest of that experience look like after they get that download? Hopefully it's not crickets. Hopefully you like send them other things that like push them farther along. So to an ultimate goal, Or if it's like booking a free consultation, it's to be able to get in front of them and kind of give them like a snapshot of the experience and then like, you know, help explain and demonstrate the value of like what potentially signing on as a client might be if you're working, like if you're going through my website, for example. Is that, am I being like too traditional about it? Or is there like something, is that what you're talking about? Or is like, tell me if there's a cooler, newer way to do this. No, it really is that you have every time you put up a page online, you have to have a goal in mind. And I see a lot of 
businesses and entrepreneurs where they put up a, a website and they're like, oh, this is, they have the content. They're like, oh, I want to put this content, mm-hmm. but there's no strategy or purpose behind the content they're putting on there. So it just ends up this hodgepodge of like way too much stuff on a page. But yeah, when you build the website, you want to have a goal in mind. Like, okay, I'm putting up this website because my goal is to build my email list and get those people onto, uh, you know, into a consultation or to download my free thing or to join my course. Like, what is the goal of actually having that site? And for having a, a more traditional website, I've always looked at these as a way when people Google you and they can find you and then they can find more information and still it's congruent with all of your other marketing efforts. And that's, yeah. and that's where websites become expensive because you're having to tweak them yeah. as you add new offers, as your business evolves, as your messaging and personality and branding totally. evolves. And that can get expensive if you aren't a techie person. But yeah, yeah, with the landing pages, they're like a a snapshot of a a bigger website in a simple way. Because you, you know, say you do a podcast interview or, you know, you do an event somewhere and you're like, hey, go here to book this free thing or get this thing. And they can just go to the simple page and not drop on a website and be like, oh, but what about this? What about that? What about this? And then you don't get the Mm -hmm. lead. Mm -hmm. No, that totally, that makes a lot of sense. Um, Man, I am just... I am listening to this and I'm like, again, and I said this in the last person that I talked to as well, like, I'm going to have to go back and listen to my own episodes and like, think about my, think about my process. Cause it's really easy. Like as you get going to like, forget to go back and like, oh yeah, make sure that you're doing all of these little steps. It's easy to be like, oh, shiny penny. I got this thing done. Um, but there's like, you know, 10 steps that come afterwards to make sure that you know, you're moving people along and getting them to the point that you yeah. that you want them to be. And our, so, and our businesses and ourselves are always evolving. So there's so right. many things. You know, I've been doing this for several years now, and there's things where I'll read it again. And I'll be like, oh yeah, I knew that like years ago, but now I, it, it's like, oh okay, now I can understand it enough to implement it. Um, sure. It's just part of the journey. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So building funnels in general just sounds really kind of intimidating, especially if you're like, okay, you're throwing around the word like strategy. <laughs> and what if I don't, what if I don't know? So where do I start if I'm somebody who's like, okay, I get this concept and it sounds really good, but like, where do I start? The, I, I, the first place to start is to realize that you're going to make a lot of mistakes and you're going to build a lot of things that are going to flop. So that's always the first thing I tell people when they're first starting their business online, because every single entrepreneur I know, including myself, we get really, really optimistic and we like build this funnel thing. And especially coming out of ClickFunnels, um, the founder of ClickFunnels, the co-founder, Russell Brunson, he gets people so excited about funnels. And he's like, you're just one funnel away. Like, all you need is a funnel. So we all go out and build a funnel. And then we, like, launch it. And we're like, but I didn't make $20,000. And we don't realize the strategy (laughs) and the other work that goes behind the actual funnel. So I always try to set realistic expectations on what a funnel is and, you know, all the things that go with it. Um, But it... The, the best thing is to just go out and try a lot of things. Try to build the pages. ClickFunnels, um, there's, I use ClickFunnels because I love Russell Brunson. I'm one of those people that when I build a loyalty to a brand, I kind of stick with it like a diehard. Mm-hmm. There's tons of other options out there. Um, Funnel Gorgeous has their own platform. There's Kajabi. There's group pages. There's a ton of them. But it, it, this is a lesson in marketing too. Like when, when someone gives away so much value and they build loyalty, 
it's really, really powerful. So I use ClickFunnels. Um, it's incredibly easy. I'm not a techie person. I always have to go on YouTube and like YouTube how to do techie things because I, no one ever taught me that in college. <laughs> I had to self learn yeah. it. Um, but yeah, just just go out and self learn it. There's also tons of you know people out there that are willing to take you on the journey, like myself. That's why I specialize in funnels now because I remember how tough it was in my own journey to and how many funnels I had to build and how many times I had to fail before I finally got somewhere where I was like, well. I can actually launch a funnel and then get leads through a Facebook ad, or I can, I have, like, I have the system figured out, but it's taken a long time. Um, so just be willing to go out there, learn it the hard way, try. And um, it, it, when you need the help, don't be afraid to ask for it because the, the funnels do work with the strategy behind it. Right. So when you talk about the strategy behind it, what is that for people who are like, that sounds interesting. Yeah. I don't think I know. <laughs> so again, it depends on, let me talk about lead generation because that's like the simplest way. And then we can talk about how the sales funnels work. Um, yeah. In general, you, the strategy behind funnels is really psychology based marketing. And so it's understanding um, what, what I like to call the avatar, which is your potential clients, um, even could be current clients if you're do, talking about retargeting and getting inside their mind and understanding the conversations that they're having, because then you can put those words on the page to get mm -hmm. them to take action. The whole idea of the funnel is you want them to take action on whatever it is that you're talking about. So with lead generation, the whole idea is to take, you know, if you're doing podcast interviews or you have a blog somewhere or a YouTube channel, you, you get them excited about the and curious about the free thing. So they go to the landing page and then they see all the information, the picture, and they're still very curious about what the free thing is. So when you do lead generation strategy, you want them to be curious about whatever it is that you're, you're, they're getting, but not give away too much information on the page. Otherwise they feel like they already got the free thing and they don't enter mm -hmm. their email and they don't take action. So lead generation is a lot of curiosity-based yep. psychology. Um, to get them to take action. When you talk about sales, which can be on the other side of your lead generation as well, yeah. um, it's all about, again, talking to their pain points, talking about where they want to go, talking about the journey and how you can help them as well as testimonials and, um, and having a really, really attractive offer. Um, that's yeah. a, a lot. That's a big part of it. It's like the psychology of where they want to go and where they are now the perfect offer, and then making sure the tech on the page and the design flows very smoothly so it's user-friendly. So those are the big strategies behind when you look at a funnel. Um, the other part is understanding that you have to launch something and start somewhere, and it's going to take mm -hmm. tweaking and testing of copy, images, design, and tech in the offer. Um, so yeah. if you, like I'm, I hired an, a coach for myself recently because I want to build out um, my own SLO and the reason us as coaches, we get coaches too, is because when we are so close to our own business and our own projects, that it's kind of like we're stuck in a fog of our own emotions yep. and ideas. And so while it's really, really easy for me to look at other people's projects with a clear head and be like, I can see exactly mm -hmm. what you need to do. When it comes to my own, I want someone to be able to tell me what to do and take the stress out of my own projects. Yes, uh, totally. So that's a big part of it too. So I'm excited to launch this SLO because I can run which is a self-liquidating offer. It's a, 
I always forget to use to break it down more. So sorry about that. (laughs) No, you're fine. But a self-liquidating offer, when you run Facebook ads, Facebook ads are really expensive. So if you run Facebook ads to something that's free, oftentimes you're losing a lot of money before you finally make a sale through, you know, whatever else you're doing on the back end. So when you launch a self-liquidating offer, it's like a highly automated thing that you put together, a course or a workshop. Mm -hmm. Um, that you can sell for under $50 and it offsets your ad cost. So you got to put together this yeah. really great offer. You have to make sure everything's good because you're running it to a cold audience, which are people that don't really know anything about you. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of work, a lot of testing and tweaking. And that coach told me it's going to take me six months to put it together and test it. And it's going to cost a couple thousand dollars in Facebook advertising before we start getting it to generate. And then mm-hmm. with Facebook and the new um, iOS uh, Apple yep. update, that's making it even more iffy. So, yeah, marketing's you know a gamble all the time, sometimes too. <laughs> all the totally. time and sometimes it's like, totally. oh my gosh, all the time it's working. Always, oh, sometimes it's working. Always, oh, it's not working. You know, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. I that um, that iOS update has been like a hot topic in a lot of the marketing groups that I'm in. And finally, somebody was like. Um, he was, so it's, it's a lot of like, um, millennials. So I would say probably like people who are kind of like in their thirties who have probably built their careers as digital marketers and have like never known this job without, um, digital advertising through social media. They've all sort of been like having this existential crisis. And finally somebody was like, he, he was like, uh, I was, like I had worked in marketing and advertising for probably a decade before any of you were even born. He was like, let me tell you, marketers and advertisers have existed and thrived before digital advertising and they will continue to do so. So he was like, don't panic. And nobody really knows right now, yeah. right? It's all like kind of this big gamble because it's kind of blown out of proportion. But yeah, for sure. <laughs> At any rate, it'll it'll work out. But I definitely understand like what you're saying and thinking about how do you like test and tweak this offer. And that's something that is really like kind of at the crux of marketing. Like you have to be willing to kind of test and experiment. There's like no silver bullet. You know, you can't put something together. You can be very strategic, but you can't put something together and like know with absolute certainty that it's going to perform and it's going to get you the results that you need or you want out of it. Like, And there's lots of times clients have been like, well, I want to guarantee, I want to guarantee. It's like, well, here's the stats of how it works in a perfect world, but we have to continue to test and tweak until we get there. And it, you know, sometimes they're comfortable with that and sometimes they're not. And I'm like, well, you know, here's the strategy, go try it yourself for, you know, less money, but more time. And then let me know how it goes. And then we'll have somewhere to start from. Because a lot of times when I work with entrepreneurs, they, they've never done a funnel. They don't, and they, they have a message that works organically, but they've never Mm -hmm. tested it through copy and design and tech. So it's like, you know, we're starting at the, the basic level and I don't have anything else to go on, but my own experience and what you've done in the past. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Um, so as I, was thinking about this and kind of, again, preparing for this, having your website optimized and your funnels in place. So when you talk about advertising and here you talk about like the budget and things like this, I've been really passionate lately about helping people understand that like when you start to run Facebook ads, 
you really do need to think of it as a strategic investment. Like it is not, even though I see this all the time where it's like, oh, spend, spend $5 a day, spend $50 and like make 30,000. Um, really advertising is a strategic investment. And, you know, when you're talking about a budget of a couple thousand dollars in six months, people hear that and they're like, what? That's, that's not what, that's not what like the unicorn marketer on Instagram told me. And there's a lot that actually goes in to having your ads perform really well. Like is, is your website optimized? So does it load quickly? And like, does it have the information? Does your landing page or whatever page you're sending them to, does it have everything that you need on it to kind of convert? So what is like, before you start advertising, what do you need to do to kind of like prep for that initial kind of launch of your funnel? Yeah. That's a really good question. So when you first launch your funnel, you want to check it on both the desktop and the mobile version. And ClickFunnels is really mm-hmm. nice because it, it will show you both. Um, and you have to remember that when people are on their phone, they may be somewhere that the internet's not as good. Um, you know, it's a smaller screen, so it requires more scrolling. So we typically remove a lot of the photos so it loads faster on a mobile version. And then on the desktop version, it's a lot of design, just like a traditional website, making sure everything flows nice and it's really pretty. Um, those are the big things there. And then making sure that you've had someone look over it for strategy and read it out loud. Read all of your mm. copy out loud. And because you want it to read like a conversation rather than like a traditional, you know, novel type form, whatever, like you want it to be conversational and flow through the page. Um, Those are the big things when you start testing. Um, I do want to comment on the, the ad budget because it depends on your niche, how much money you should be spending, but do realize that it's, it's a gamble and it's testing and tweaking. But in my past, I got really, really excited and went down the Facebook ad journey because we had our sawmilling business and Facebook popped up. I've been doing social media for our sawmill business and it helped bring us a lot of work. But Facebook popped up and said, hey, you have $150 ad credit. And being Mm -hmm. a marketer, I was like, what is this? And I started like YouTubing Facebook ads. And so I ran an ad with that $150 and within a week of that ad spend, we booked a $25,000 custom barn from a lead that we got from from that image. I didn't even have any idea what I was doing. So so in some businesses, it works really well, especially with contracting because it's high ticket. I run Facebook ads for my mom's painting business as well. And she's booked, she's currently booking like a $25,000 job and we've spent less than 200 bucks. So again, the strategy can work, but when you talk about getting into marketing, like as a marketer, marketing to business owners, there's a lot of other Mm -hmm. marketers who are very crafty. So the cost of it is way higher. So I have to be way more creative, way more savvy, way more like, like more finesse to, to get the, the ad spend down and make my business run properly. Um, but again, it just depends what business you're in, but be prepared to spend the money and realize that when you hire someone, it's going to take some tweaking and testing. And if you do it yes. yourself, it's going to take a lot of learning. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, I think that's like the big takeaway is yeah. that you, you just have to look at it as a strategic investment and like, it's going to take time to understand how 
how you best spend that money. And it's going to take time to understand, you know, like what converts and what doesn't. And like when something isn't converting to figure out how to get it to convert, you have to spend more. It doesn't mean you have to spend a ton more, but you are like, you are playing with real money. It's not just like, you know, it's not, it's not free and it's not, you know, um, pennies on the dollar all the time. It can be, (laughs) but I always recommend like not to go in with that expectation because then at least, you know, if it works out that way, then like you can feel real good. (laughs) But if you go in and you're hoping that it's going to be like, pennies for you to get major, like sell major ticketed items and it doesn't work out that way, then you're disappointed and you're like, what, what's going on and how do I fix this? So, yeah. Oh, and one more thing with the testing is when you actually start running the Facebook ads, you, you can look at each metric. So when you start running the Facebook Mm -hmm. ads, you can look through your click through or your conversion and make sure the ad is working. And then when you can confirm the ad is working, then you look at the funnel and you say, okay, well, what is my opt-in rate? I normally shoot for 25 to 50% once they get onto mm-hmm. my page to opt-in. Um, and then on the back end, if you're selling anything, those rates can vary too. So at least you know as people go through where they're dropping off, where it needs, to, what part of it needs to be optimized. So you can be more systematic in how you change things. And you only want to change one thing at a time. Because if you go yeah. change a bunch of things, you don't really, you might break the whole thing. <laughs> Right, right. Yes. That is kind of the secret to testing is that one thing at a time, which is hard when you're like waiting it out and you're like, oh, but I could change this and this and this and this and this. Um, So conversion rates, interesting. A 25% conversion rate is like super, that's like astronomical compared to what traditionally marketers I think have thought of in terms of conversion rates. So how do you know like how do you know what that rate should be? How do you know and decide what that success looks like? Is it just something that you personally set or is it something that you're like, typically like in your experience, here's kind of these different steps and here's how they, here's how they tend to convert. Yeah. So, um, I am certified through the master marketer program through Funnel Gorgeous. Um, and these are metrics they gave us. And then through testing mm-hmm. funnels myself, it's something that I've been able to confirm. Again, when I say conversions, I should clarify these are lead conversions, not right, sales right. conversions, because sales conversions to cold audience is typically one to three percent on the right. front end. Um, yeah, yeah. So that can help you figure out how much traffic to send. I also use this program called Guru, which is a funnel, like a schematic funnel testing software. So I can put all of my data of how much traffic I'm going to send and what the ad cost is. And it will tell me like, how much money we'll make or lose in a perfect scenario. Um, But ClickFunnels makes it really easy. You can look at and see how many people landed on your page, how many people opted in, and your ad um, metrics will tell you too. So you just have to understand how to read those to really Mm -hmm. know if you're hitting these goals. But again, it depends on your industry. It depends on your experience level. It depends on your offer. So you want to create a front-end offer that you're giving away for either very, very cheap or free um, that is very, very attractive. So normally we, we talk about, you know, when we brain dump all of the offers and ideas we can give, um, we, we pull out the one that's, that solves the biggest problem in our potential clients' lives. And we give that away for free. So we solve their biggest problem for free, but they have to do it themselves. Mm, mm, that makes sense. Cause there's, 
So if I'm following like the logic on this, it's like you've gotten me interested enough because you're solving my biggest problem. So right away, I see your value. Um, But the chances of me like actually DIYing it to the point where it really truly like solves the problem in the way that I hope it solves the problem, like, you know, low time investment or what have you is maybe a little bit lower. So then I'm more likely to kind of like move on to that next step, which is, which is potentially like working with you as a client or something like that. Is that kind of the logic? Am I following that? Yeah. And you know, again, some people will actually go do all the things that you tell them to do and they'll have massive yeah. success and they don't need you, which is great because you help yep. somebody like this is the whole purpose right. of having a business. But I like to think of this in, in the form of like trying to lose weight. Cause I know as, especially as girls, like we've all been there where we're like, Oh, I want to yeah. lose a couple pounds. And like the psychology behind that, we all know how to eat and how to get more exercise and all these things. And there's so much free information. And so, you know, we often just don't do it. We need someone to hold us accountable. We need someone to help us, you know, through other things that we might have holes in our lives. We might have a, you know, a, a poor mindset around food, which is hurting us in that way. Like there's so many other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me and like funnels, it's like, okay, I can help you get unstuck once. But as marketers and business owners, we know that we get stuck again and again and again. So it's easier sure. to have someone to walk us through all of the roadblocks that we're going to have in our business. So if you help them get unstuck one, they'll know you once. They know that you can help them again. Sure. So they'll come back. Sure. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So then what is like the biggest mistake you see people make as they start to kind of build out their funnels or as they come to you, like what's the biggest mistake that people tend to make that you kind of have to like coach them through? Is there a common one? Maybe there isn't. Yeah. I think the biggest mistake is it's one of those where we all have to make it in Mm -hmm. order to realize the value in the next thing. Um, Sure. And a lot of times what I see is people – especially online entrepreneurs, we all have the shiny object, solve it quickly, you know, solve the problem quickly with spending money. And so we go out and buy a lot of tech. Um, mm. I, I'm a part of Grace Lieber's inner circle. And that's how I met my roommate that lives here in Mexico with me. And in, in that group, I see a lot of people buy tech that they're not yet ready for. They buy really expensive, fancy, automated, like membership portals that they, they're not ready for. They don't have their messaging. They're not and it's always like they're, you know, we're trying to solve the problem quickly and we're like, we just throw more money at it. So that's, that's the thing that makes me the the most, like, it hurts me the most because I know that as entrepreneurs, we're trying to make money, but we end up spending more and more money on tech and yeah. more and more money trying to solve the issue. Um, so what I recommend instead is to really try to sit with things and do it more organically and put the time in because a lot of times it's not the tech that's the issue. It's the fact that you just don't have clarity around what it is you're doing yet. Mm-hmm. You, you don't know exactly who it is you're working for. Um, maybe you're trying to work with a, too broad of an audience. Maybe your offer it just isn't congruent. Maybe you don't have the confidence in what you're selling yet. Um, and, and you feel like you're just throwing all this, the, you know, the spaghetti noodles at the wall waiting for like that one to stick and like be ready. And um yeah, just go out there and try a lot of things and clarify who it is that you work with, what it is that they're struggling with now and where they want to go and then create the bridge for that. Yeah, no, definitely. That makes, 
that makes a lot of sense. It's um, kind of the difference between that, like move fast and break things versus getting some clarity around what your offer and stuff is and who you're trying to talk to. That's why I always, when I help my clients build out like their marketing strategies, I'm like, okay, who, who are we trying to get here? Who is our ideal client or customer? And like, let's start there. And then let's just kind of systematically work through this. So we get these like pieces in place and we can feel confident that like we are as clear as we can be right now because you're going to learn like as you go you're going to learn things are going to change you're going to have to tweak it but like at least going into this let's feel you know measurably confident that we are talking and we know like the value that we're bringing here and we're talking about it to the right people so that way you know you can at least come out of this first round feeling somewhat successful and not like totally defeated where you're like, yeah. but I put it all together and then there was nothing. Yeah. But. Yeah. Cause it all starts with the, who we're helping and you know, dollars follow value. And if we create something like that. that is valuable and it helps, you know, someone get what they desperately need or want, then the money will follow that. But if we don't know who it is that we're helping and how we can help them, based on their own terms, not just throwing something mm-hmm. out there where it's like, I think they need this, um, then the money will come after that. And so that's kind of more that like aligned uh, service based, like mindset yeah. around business um, that I like to you know take on. Yeah, totally. So if I'm listening and I know that funnel building is something that I should be doing or I want to be doing, what advice would you give me to get started? Um, the first thing is to decide if you need something on the front end for generating leads. I normally with my clients start there and go, okay, let's make sure we automate the lead generation process. And then we can work on automating sales Mm -hmm. Uh, because in order to get sales, we have to have people coming into our ecosystem and we have to know that our offer will convert organically depending on what it is via, you know, doing podcast interviews to a warm audience, you know, podcast interviews, um, selling over a Zoom call or over the phone through relationship building. If an offer doesn't sell that way, it's not going to sell through an automated process. Because another thing I should have mentioned is Facebook ads and funnels are an amplifier of your current messaging. And if your yeah. current messaging is off and not yep. working, a funnel is not going to save you. Mm. And, and I guess it goes back to the, yeah. pro- the big problem, yeah. right? The big mistake is like, oh, well, my messaging and stuff isn't working organically. A funnel will save me. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> spending more money at it and not right. be right. like getting where you want to go. <laughs> but yeah, you're, yeah, you're correct in that. <laughs> yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I like that idea. Like the dollars follow the value. That's a really very succinct way of kind of explaining especially like as a coach, what you kind of have, the mindset that you have to, that you have to have. But I think it's really applicable to anything because at the end of the day, like marketing in and of itself is a value exchange. So even if I have a product, even if I sell a planner, for example, or I sell t-shirts, like it's a value exchange. My my ideal customers have to feel and believe that the value that my planner or my t-shirt has provided them is 
equal to or greater than what they had to give me, which was their money. So it's just really kind of making sure that you are adding that value and that it's, it's something that you, you need to get out there. So if somebody is thinking about like, okay, DIY, not my thing, but working with a funnel expert like yourself, like that sounds like something I want to do. Is there any advice you would have as I, as I go out and I talk to these people and I start thinking about like, who do I want to work with? Um, things that I should look for, or even maybe more importantly, like red flags. So if somebody promises X, Y, or Z, like be out, buyer beware, do not, do not go. Yeah. My biggest pet peeve, and I actually did a Facebook live on this a couple of days ago, um, is service-based provider, like, um, like people on Fiverr, they, they will take your money just to build you anything. And you yep. have to remember that a funnel without strategy is just another like website. Like, so mm-hmm. you go to a funnel builder and they aren't first like digging into the strategy behind everything before they promise you results then run away because they're just trying to get your business and tell you what you want to hear and take your money because funnels are expensive. Like it's an expensive item. And then if you get it halfway through a project with a, you know, a funnel builder and you start looking at it and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is a nightmare. Now you're stuck with being a couple thousand dollars into a project and it's just like a total wreck. Um, So look for people that have the testimonials, um, that's the first, you know, social proof is number one. Recommendations are, you know, number one for telling you if somebody is worth, you know, the their price. Um, and then ask what kind of results they've gotten, you know, ask for the numbers and say, hey, I'm looking for lead generation. What, hmm. what kind of results have you gotten in that realm? Because some, like for me, um, a lot of my clients are lead generation because they're still six months to a year or two into their business. They're not sure. quite ready to launch you know, uh, uh, and there, it takes a lot of confidence to launch an, uh, a sales funnel to cold audience. So they're not quite ready for that side of things and yeah. automating the sales process. Um, and, and they're, you know, to get a funnel builder that's confident in the building the sales funnels, that's a whole different person. So also keep in mind that some people are really good at the, the lead generation and some are really good at the sales process. Um, yeah. And, and go into it with a realistic budget and ask several people what it's going to cost. And just like, I've, I've because I'm from contracting um, and building homes, don't always go with the cheapest person because mm-hmm. that might cause the most trouble, you know, because they might not be as experienced. They might not know what they're doing. And, and the price, it, it might not be worth saving a couple hundred dollars to deal with the hassle of all that. So really vet them and be like, and go with who you, who you want to work with. Like all of us have different energies. All of us have different backgrounds and building a funnel is a very intimate process and it's going to take a lot of working together. So make sure that you actually like talking to and working with the person that you're hiring. Yeah, no, totally. (laughs) Having that rapport, um, in any project in marketing is really like should be kind of on the list of things that's very important because if you don't jive with that person and there isn't kind of that like mutual respect where like I can have a conversation and as the client I can feel I feel like I can express my ideas and my thoughts and like questions and then as the the person doing the work to be able to like listen to that but then also like 
challenge and say like, okay, well, what if we thought about it like this or like this? And if you can't have that kind of like back and forth, you lose out on a lot of that strategy. So if you're just like looking for somebody to just like simply take your idea and execute it, that's a very different and that that won't cost you as much, but it's also not going to like get you the results. So finding that person who can be like, okay, I'm going to elevate this idea and I'm going to like help you kind of elevate it and think this through a little bit more. That in my experience is always worth paying for and is something that gets like overlooked pretty easily when, when you're specking something out. So yeah. Yeah, And don't, and come into the the project with an open mind, because yeah. if it's not your expertise, it, it might shock you and what we say. And sometimes like for me, when, when entrepreneurs come to me, sometimes I flat out tell them, I'm like, you're not ready for a funnel. And I'm not like, this isn't good, a good fit right now. Um, so try to keep that in mind that if, that if someone comes to you and say, Hey, you're just not ready for this don't be offended. Like it's because they love you and they're not taking your money. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'd way rather have somebody tell me like, hold your horses, then be like, yeah, absolutely. Let's go. Because nothing is worse than like investing in any expense, but especially a high ticket one and then not getting the results that you want. Cause it'll sour you on that experience then going forward. And then you're missing out on an opportunity in the future. Um, you know, if you kind of can't, (laughs) if you can't get past that, or if it takes you a long time for sure. So as I, as I get ready to, whether I'm going to work with somebody or I'm going to try to go at this myself, what are the components that I need to have in place to really build a good funnel? We've talked about like having clarity around who you're talking to, um, about what that offer is and the value that it provides. Is there anything else that I need that like, isn't kind of like obvious on the surface? Yes. So I worked with a lady um, a while back and she had a website um, where she sold bad art. Like she'd go to garage sales and buy really ugly <laughs> art, like the like freaky clown, like painting. Kind yeah. of thing. And she built this website. She took this class on how to build the website. And she was like, well, I don't understand. No one's coming to my website. And I said, well, did you have a plan on how you're going to send traffic? She's like, well, I did SEO. And I'm like, okay, it's great. Well, are you doing like a blog to send people to it? Um, so the moral of this story is you have to make sure you have a plan on how you're going to send people to the funnel. Because yeah. just because you build a funnel and it's live with the URL doesn't mean anyone knows about it. Yep. So make sure, so really, you know, your funnel builder should ask you what your ecosystem looks like and help you to put a plan together on how to drive traffic to it as well. Because, yeah. you know, we understand the strategy behind the funnels. Um, which is a little different than when sometimes we build websites, it's like, okay, we made a pretty website. Now I'll do the SEO SEO and all that stuff, but you really have to send a lot of traffic to a funnel. Mm -hmm. Um, So have a plan with that. That's kind of the, the one thing people get hung up on is they're like, Oh, I launched it, but we didn't send anything to it. So look at your ecosystem, look at who's following you on social media, your email list, um, and think about any influencers you can work with to talk about your offer and this lead generation, you know, that you're doing. And then uh, Facebook ads or any sort of paid advertising. Those are kind of the the main three is who do you already have? Who can you talk to, to grab from their audience? And also, um, you know, paid advertising. And one thing I want to add, which I'm sure you speak on a lot when you talk about building relationships is when you work with other influencers, just like we're doing right now, don't be afraid of the whole like, oh, well, they might steal on my clients or, you know, I don't want any of my audience leaving me. 
Well, it you want to your whole goal as a business owner is to you know network and and send people in a direction that is going to be aligned with what they need and what they want. And we're mm-hmm. all very different. Like we all have very different stories. And so, you know, I remember I had a boyfriend like a year ago, and he was like, "Maybe you should quit dyeing your hair." My hair is blue right now. It used to be purple. And he was like, maybe you should like let your hair in shave too on the side. I have my head shaved on the side. And yeah. he was like, maybe you should let your hair grow back and just color it brown because people might not look at you as being professional. I, I broke up with him not long after that. <laughs> but but, but the, the whole point of this is that, you know, the people that look at me and they see my style, they're like attracted to them. Like that girl is like creative. She's artistic. Like she's right, all these right. things. And, you know, that maybe the more type A that want to work with someone who, you know, types really well and is like super punctual, like they would go to somebody else. So we're all unique. So don't be afraid to go out there and work with other influencers because we're all going to draw the people to us that are in alignment with who we really are. Yeah. And we want to send the people in our ecosystem that aren't in alignment with who we really are and might be better fitted for somebody else to somebody else. So our job is to go out there and share each other's messages so we can send people where they they want and they need to go. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the phrase community over competition because like that you're exactly right. If somebody is not a good fit for me for whatever reason, if I know somebody who is going to be a good fit for them, like I I want to hand you off, yeah. you know, because that's like nothing is worse than like reaching out to somebody and I'm just being like, nope. You're like, okay, well, I mean, like, do, do you know someone else? Like, can you point me in the right direction, you know? And, and likewise, if I can, if I can refer somebody and that, like that good that I put out there is going to come back to me. Like somebody else is going to recognize it and be like, oh, okay, you know, it's, it's just, it all, it all works out. Like there's enough room for everybody here. There's no shortage of customers or clients and you want to work with the people that like are the best fit for you because that's going to like, not just for their sakes, but selfishly for your own, because that's going to be where like your energy is like at its highest point And you're the most excited because you're, you're well aligned with those people and you kind of, you have that rapport. So I, I totally get it. Awesome. This has been a great conversation. I have learned a ton. I, um, have probably like even overwhelmed myself with the amount of information that I'm like, I'm going to go back and like, look, I was just thinking like, as you were talking, I've talked to so many like smart people in the past few weeks that it almost makes me like, um, I have to remind myself that I don't need to like stop and redo everything, but it's been such a great like learning experience because again, like there is just hearing from people who have like gone and done it as somebody who is a year into business. It's so helpful. And it's, you take away a little bit of something from like everyone and there's just no one right way to do marketing that it's really, it's just so beneficial, even as somebody who knows how to do the things (laughs) to be able to hear and be like, okay, like, have I really fine tuned this part of the process? Or have I thought through like what that step is going to be when somebody takes my, 
lead magnet or comes to my website. So it's been very good. I have learned a lot and I genuinely appreciate like all of the time and energy that you've given us today. If listeners want to connect with you, where do they find you? Yeah. So they can go over to my landing page. It's www.rebelfunnels.com. You can also find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash rebelfunnels. Um, those are the main places that I hang out. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at Rebel Funnels. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I genuinely appreciate your time. Yeah, of course, Caitlin. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you. Of course. Great conversation, right? I learned a lot about ClickFunnels and how to use them, and I hope you did too. If you want to see them in action, definitely check out Keely's website linked in the show notes. And as always, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to Startup Marketing to help other women like you find this podcast. Until next time.